This is The Jerry Callahan Show. And it is officially eight degrees in Boston. Uh, minus, let's see, the, the feels like, feels like is minus nine. Minus nine degrees in Boston, which means they cancel school. I tweeted about this and people said, well, you, you have to. Some kids have to walk to oh school. Oh, my God. They, I, I, I can honestly say without going into full get off my lawn mode that that is a fairly new phenomenon canceling schools for cold we live in new england <laughs> i mean you just dress warm and you don't go outside we'll get to that we'll get to the the, the new rule where you don't go outside but uh i did want to say that what, what is it new hampshire like minus I, it's gotta I, be i just looked right now it's six degrees currently in new hampshire six degrees with wind chill check your feels like ah, um and I got to say, yeah. this is this is the warmest part of New Hampshire on the seacoast because we get the warmer air oh, from the ocean. Yeah. Um, yeah. Feels like, oh, feels like negative 17. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> well, you know, that's that's pretty bad. That's pretty damn cold. But you know what that means? You know what that means, Carano? That means climate change. <laughs> yes. this, this is my favorite climate change. It's all different climate changes. You have the tornado climate change and the hurricane and the drought and the rain. All kinds of different climate change. My favorite cold. one is the deep cold, the, the cold snap. I get that. Uh, because they made a decision. I don't know. Al Gore, I think, came to, made a decision a few years ago that everything is climate change. That's the way to sell it. And they're trying. God knows, you know, I, my idiot senator, Ed Markey, that's his top priority. He, yes. A yeah. guy who he doesn't spend much time in Boston. But if he were here, he'd know that it's minus uh, nine wind chill. It's eight degrees. And he would tell you it's climate change. It's because of whatever, carbon emissions, absolute nonsense. But we have elected officials who try to sell it every year when it gets really cold. I just wonder how many people who are going outside feeling their nostrils freeze and their eyeballs freeze give a thought to to, to that, that, that we have to do something about this awful climate change or what? Or what? It'll get colder? It's just so stupid. And I know most people aren't buying it. I know when they do polls, it's like the bottom of the list. People aren't buying it. They're not nope. listening to AOC and Ed Markey and Greta Thunberg and, and and Bill Gates and the rest of these people who are selling this snake oil. But it, it is funny when they try to do this because I, I you know, I'll do it and they'll immediately get someone coming back at me and saying, oh, that's anecdotal. And uh, well, what happens when it's really hot? Well, we hear from it's Ed Markey right. and Greta. And it's they, all they, anecdotal. They, we don't have <laughs> measurements that go back to 500 years. Like the, if you oh, no, no, the, if you no, no. At, this is the cold. No, this is the warmest year on record. I love that. So 2021, dinosaurs? the warmest year on record. I'm just going to state as a fact that 1292 was warmer. Can you disprove me? Can you disprove that? No, of course not. No, no one knows. No one knows. And by the way, if the Earth's been here, Earth has been here for four billion years. Isn't it the odds pretty good, pretty that that there were more colder or whatever, hotter days, hotter years yes. than last year? I mean, it's kind of arrogant to say that you know that's the coldest year ever or the warmest year ever when that's just one year out of four billion. <laughs> we had I mean, less sensitive thermometers a hundred years ago than we did today. So we can't accurately see a trend of weather even for the last hundred years. We can't. So with all this bullshit is based on modeling. And it's just and and it the the, the bad news is we elect people like in, in, in my state, we elect idiots like Ed Markey who make it his top priority. It's it's more important than all the issues today, more important than you know inflation or the border or Afghanistan or you know, even COVID. 
the most important thing. We want to refit the whole country and spend trillions of dollars. He's right there in lockstep with uh, AOC and Greta, of course, yeah. Greta, an icon. But, uh, you know, it's too bad we waste so much time and energy on it, but most people aren't buying it. They're laughing, as always, as like most of uh, Ed Markey's career. They're laughing at him. We're laughing at him, particularly on a day like this. I just wonder if you're sitting like on a chat or an uh, you, you know, you're in some group, some kind of Greenpeace kind of deal. Today, you have meetings. Do you talk about climate change today when everyone's freezing their ass off? It must be awkward. But it's hard it to hear them through their masks in the Zoom call anyway, though. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> That's true. Hey, today is, today is a big day. I have to say today's a big day, not because of climate change, but because I have watched some really good football games lately. I was I thoroughly entertained last night with the national title game. We can get to that. It was a great game. It was a vicious game. The players, the college, the best college players today are better than ever. They're fast. They're strong. They hit. I mean, they look NFL ready. Half the, more than half the players on the field last night on both teams looked NFL ready, and it felt like you know there were there were NFL players on the field. Uh, Georgia won. Alabama lost. That's a good thing. The Georgia QB, the underdog guy, the former walk-on Stetson, he won. That was good. That was good to see. He was crying. Everyone was happy. It was a good time. The night before, we already went over that uh, Raiders-Chargers game, which was incredible, it's like something I've never seen. But I have to say that that has not been my most entertaining. Uh, that's not been the most entertaining thing that I've seen the last few days. I have to say, I hope other people are enjoying it as much as I have. There is nothing more entertaining than watching a narrative collapse, particularly when the narrative was, uh, you know, built on, on, on popsicle sticks and, and, and glue. And, and, and to begin with, it was a, it was a load of crap to begin with. We knew it. I, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and take a victory lap or do a, do a end zone dance because we've been saying this for two years, but I knew this day would come. I knew the day would come when we'd be saying, wow, really, you know, they're finally figuring out that the people who are dying of COVID, not with COVID, but dying from COVID, were really, really old and really, really sick. I don't know the exact date that we knew this, Carano. It was long before you joined me, but it's almost two years ago. Almost two years. I would say May 2020. We were saying this on this show. We were, you know, they were saying it on, you know, whatever, online. You could see people on Twitter, on, and Laura Ingram was saying it. There was, there were plenty of people in the course saying over and over again, protect the elderly, protect the vulnerable, leave the kids alone. It, they didn't listen no. because it didn't, uh, didn't serve their political purposes. They used, as we know, we, they used COVID to do one thing above all others. That was knock off, get rid of Donald Trump. It worked. But then, and I expected after the election in 2020 that they would move on, but they didn't. Yes. It took another year, took another year. And finally, I think they're looking at the prospects in November 2022, this November, and saying, this doesn't look good. We're going to get wiped out. We have to change course here. And now political hacks like Rachel Walensky and, 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 and Fauci, these guys, they're not doctors. They're not scientists. I mean, they might have a degree, but they are politicians and they're looking at polls and they're listening to their handlers and they're changing the narrative. And if you don't, if you don't believe me, there's one thing you got to see above all. And I don't think I told you to get this. So maybe you can get it on the fly here. But when, 
Rochelle Lewinsky is asked about Sonia Sotomayor, Sotomayor's stupid comments, ignorant comments. She like freezes for a second and says, I got to change the subject. I can't criticize one of our own. This is a hard left liberal justice. She's on my team and she can't just answer the question. Yeah. The question was simple. We talked about this yesterday. Sonia Sotomayor said 100,000 kids were in hospitals many of them on ventilators, a flat out lie. I don't even know where you get that. Even CNN's not saying it, MSNBC. Maybe she got it, I don't know, from the Huffington Post. I don't know where you get such misinformation. She said it proudly, loudly, and she was mocked roundly for the, the entire weekend, how stupid she is, and she is stupid. Well, they, they asked Polinsky about it. Simple question. I think it was, was it Wolf or Brett Baer? Both interviews were kind of noteworthy. And she just freezes and says, well, you know, here's what we know. It changes the subject completely rather than saying that is wrong. There, she's obviously she's part of that team and they're trying to change the narrative. And Sonia Sotomayor isn't helping. It's when you when you get the whatever four Pinocchios from The Washington Post and you're a liberal. That is pretty bad. It is pretty bad. And the, you're exactly right that this is politics. And the, the thing about it is like fear works for a long time. But because we right. have the Internet now. We can fact check stuff and people, people don't want to live in fear their entire life. And so they'll start to listen. They'll start to awaken. And that's what's happening now. The car, like the house of cards is falling every day. And and you know what? You're right. Fear works until people are informed. You know, fear works when there's the unknown, you know, when you're in the dark, you're not afraid of the dark. You're afraid what might be out there, you know? You're not afraid when you look under your bed and there's nothing there. You're not afraid, but you're wondering if maybe something's under there. That's what they needed. That's what they went with. As we know, the the campaign was full of lies. Joe Biden said every single death was on the head of Donald Trump. He killed those people, essentially. We've moved on from that narrative since more people have died under Joe Biden. But I got a list of all the things that are just... uh, collapsing under their own weight all the all the narrative all, all the the aspects the parts the different components of the narrative that are just coming apart at the seams including masks and i think it's it's two things people are just uh they're they're tired they're, they're worn out by it all and they and they and they feel and they can see like you know they're walking down the street with their cloth mask and they're finally realizing this what doesn't make doing? any sense what this doesn't doing? work Right. And there are people doing great journalism out there. We can get to James O'Keefe and uh, Project Veritas, who've gone, gone even further to expose that fraud Fauci. At some point, there's going to be a strong push to not just get Fauci to resign or fire him, but take him away in handcuffs. He's caught unbelievable damage. And I do think the power of the parent is big here. Lots of parents are seeing the damage this has done to their kids by people like you know uh, you know childless people like uh, you know uh, Sonia Sotomayor uh people who, who just say uh, whatever master kid you know shoot up your 5 year old just do it and people are going this is my kid uh, you know you can't tell you can't treat my child like this so there's a little bit of a uh, a pushback from parents even you know Biden supporting liberal parents i got a uh, an inter- uh, just looking at an interesting treat tweet from a Harvard professor whose kid is struggling, his uh, nine-year-old struggling with the mask, saying, enough, we got to stop. So yep. I think the, the worm has turned, the tide has turned, and people are fed up, and the narrative has fallen apart, and it's a beautiful thing to see. We'll go through that list 
Uh, big news, big news at uh, Fox News. Uh, actually, it's not big news, not a surprise at all. Jesse Waters gets the 7 p.m. show. Um, bad news for liberals. I think Jesse is going to be around for like the next 30 years as a big star. We got the Alec Baldwin uh, sound we mentioned yesterday, and you have solved the mystery of the oh, Splendor Packet. Yes. It was a the deep, Splendor deep Packet. mystery. Yes. I want to get into that. And uh, I'm still got this dilemma. Back to masks. I, I do this. Every day now, it's like because it's too damn cold to run or a uh, bike. I need to go to the gym. Can I do it? Can I do it? Can I suck it up and go to the gym with a mask on? It's not just that the mask makes it hard to breathe. It's that it fe you feel stupid. You're in the gym. You're working out. You're supposed to, you know, breathe heavy. And I'm you're not sucking I, in. Hard for me to feel bad for you when you live in Boston. I've told you repeatedly that you need to get the hell out of there and get to New Hampshire. Or if you're going yeah, to Florida, could, go someplace warm. I, I I think that every minute of every day. I got a friend in Florida who's you know going to call me today. He calls I'm me when in. it's uh, when it's single digits to gloat. I don't blame him. I'm not going to answer, but he's going to call me today. <laughs> and people do it on on Twitter all day, gloating about the fact that they moved to uh, to Florida and mocking us fools. We fools up here in Boston. By the way, it's uh, January 11th. Four days till the mandate kicks in in Boston. The narrative's falling apart, but the mandate is coming. And thoughts and prayers to restaurant owners and, and small business owners and gym owners and everyone. They have to start checking the vax cards of five-year-olds in four days. And worse than that, I think, I think is checking the vax cards of their dishwashers and their waitresses and their bartenders. And those people, if they aren't vaxxed up to date or maybe they just you know haven't done it yet, they're thinking they only have to drive like three miles yeah. if they want to get a job washing dishes and bartending at a place that doesn't check backs. A lot cards. of people need good help right now too in the restaurant industry, by the way. But how about all the people, all yes. the people, if you're a good bartender, if you're, if you're just, you're a bus boy, you're a dishwasher, you're tw whatever, 20 years old and you're studying whatever in the, you know, during the day, you're going to school and at night you want to make some bucks and you say, I'm going to be a bus boy or dishwasher. And the guy says, you need to be vaccinated. You say, see ya. You drive outside the city limits on any direction, south, north, and you pull into the first, you know, restaurant you see, the first <clears throat> Applebee's, <coughs> and, and you say, here I am. I want to wash I'm an able-bodied person. You're they hire you on the spot. They beg you. To, they, they tell you, you know, all you can eat. They get whatever benefits they can come up with. It is totally destructive to the restaurant industry in Boston, the bars, and uh, the mayor, our new mayor, does not care at all. People are our, saying on Twitter. Our last, mayor, our last mayor was bad. She's worse. People, our governor is awful. She's worse. She doesn't care. I tell you this all the time. I jog, I walk, I ride my bike, and I just see restaurants that are still just barely hanging on. And they know, and I've heard from many of them, they know this is going to be the death, the, the kill shot. The kill shot because they're not going to be able to hire help. You, you ought to see it. You walk around now. And you see restaurants that have signed. I just was doing it uh, uh, yesterday, and there's a bunch of places that say closed Sunday, Monday, lack of help, you know, or, or closed Sunday through Wednesday, can't find the help. <clears throat> That's going to get much, much worse in a couple of days. It is. <clears throat> thanks to these idiot authoritarian mayors and governors who just don't give a damn about small business. But anyway, we'll get into all that a lot more in today's Callahan Show brought to you by DCU. Do you love your car? But hit your car payment, no problem. Refinance your car today with DCU, and they can help lower your monthly payment, lower your interest rate, or both applying is easy, and the loan experts will help you find the loan term and the payment that fits into your budget. Get out of that high-rate loan and get the interest rate and the payment you deserve from DCU. Learn more and apply today at DCU.com.
org slash refinance insured by ncua membership required all right uh, here's what here's the problem carano i struggle with this i struggle with this i i go back and forth between feeling like i've been vindicated because on this show we've said over and over again that uh you know the whatever the death toll is exaggerated because the people dying aren't dying from covid they're dying with covid yeah um uh, and and you name it, masks and, and weight loss and closing the gyms and taking down the basketball hoops and filling the snake parts, skate parts with sand and fencing around playgrounds. All this insanity that was foisted upon us across the country, mostly in blue states, <coughs> like I am in one right now. I talked about the skate park right near me where they put up a fence to keep the kids out and the kids jumped the fence and a couple of days later they put up another fence. They spent you know, city taxpayer money to put up two fences. The second fence was, I don't know, eight feet high. They climbed over that too. These are skateboarders. Yes. You think you're going to keep them up? And then a couple of weeks later, they took down both fences and said, go ahead, have fun. They gave up. And I, I would often ask, where is the logic in that? Someone in some meeting at city hall. And I realized most of them are just mindless hacks who are there for the money and the pension and don't give a damn about you know, making the city a better place. But in a meeting at some point, I guess in Zoom meeting, because none of them ever go to work anymore, they said, we have to stop kids from riding their skateboards and their scooters in the park because of coronavirus. I mean, to me, that was insane almost two years ago. Yeah. In March they, they, of 20 down, they, they literally sent someone into the city parks with a screwdriver and took the rims down in basketball park. In uh, March, in, in March 2020, when we thought that this thing was March, April 2020, we thought that this, this thing was airborne and that and that you could contract it very easily outside and about. I, my wife and I, when we would go to the grocery store, we were in like full garb. We were in like plastic really? gloves. We were because we were because we were afraid. Like we we were like, okay, well, let's not take any of the risk. But a few months later, it was pretty clear that this thing wasn't spreading outside. So past, I don't know, June of 2020, none of this shit should have been on the table. None of it. Well, I mean, think here's what, how, what we're going to look back on when, uh, you know, five, 10 years from now, we look back on uh, everything's going to look a little different. And I have a feeling because it's gone you know, this way for two years, I'm going to be vindicated even further. So is you know, everybody on, on, on my side who's been saying these things for two years in five years, we're going to think back, look back on a virus that was particularly hard on obese people, overweight people. It killed them. It killed elderly people and it killed obese people. And in reaction to that virus, in reaction to that, to that development, that news that it killed really fat, overweight, out of shape people, our government shut down playgrounds, yes. canceled sports, told you to stay inside, shut down gyms and left McDonald's, Burger King, Sonic, and Wendy's open. People, the average person's gained like 20 pounds through the pandemic. So, And the package stores too, right? The, I don't right, know. Yeah, it kept, of course, kept the package stores open, kept Walmart open, yes. shut down small businesses. That, that They literally uh, told you to stay inside. And the virus, and it's been over a year, year and a half that we've known that the virus is most often transferred inside. Absolutely. The best, and I, I one doctor uh, made this analogy, and I've repeated it here, and I still think it's a good one. He said, "Think of the virus as a sunburn. If you are, you know, go to the beach or go and you go from your car to the beach, 
and it's a five-minute walk, you're going to get exposed to the sun. But if you get there and put the sunblock on or put your umbrella up, you'll be fine. If you stay exposed to the sun for half an hour, you'll get burned. And, and he said, that's kind of like the virus. If you're stuck inside with people, one of them has the virus for you know a long period of time, you're going to get it. Particularly if you now walk by them, if you walk by them on the sidewalk or jog by them, right. if you're walking your dog, you're not going to get it. You know, and no one ever mentions that. No one ever mentions that. I think the real scandal is going to be, we're going to look back on two years of listening to Fauci and Walensky and you know, Redfield and you know, Burks and the rest of the, and, and Biden and these other fools. And we're going to ask, did you ever remember them telling you to you know, eat better, exercise, maybe lose a little weight? Has that ever been mentioned? We know that and we know natural immunity are off limits. You're not allowed. And, and that comes from the top. There was a decision made. Again, I'm going back to these Zoom meetings. There was a decision made in the White House or at the CDC, or wherever, where they sat around a table and said, whatever you do, don't fat shame. Don't tell people to lose weight, even though it could save their lives. And, and don't mention natural immunity because we need to sell vaccines. So they don't. It's a, it's a, a strategic decision. Tell me that's not going to be a scandal, and we'll get to the scandals. we got a couple. But when you find out that these people who are in charge of, quote, unquote, public health made a decision, a, 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 you know, a, in the boardroom, a collective decision to not encourage people to get healthy, to exercise, to eat, just the opposite. Yep. They closed the gyms. They told you to stay inside. They told you you couldn't play basketball. You couldn't play tennis. You couldn't go to the gym. Think of the insanity of that when you look back. And I tell you, we're close to looking back and saying people like Fauci and, and, and uh, Walensky have blood on their hands. They have blood on their hands. If you, I, mean, you, I'm, I know you can't put a number to it, but people have died Absolutely. because of their policies. People have died because of what they've, what they've instructed them to do. Violent crimes it, are up. Um, you have suicides are up. I mean, it, you, you, it's not, and that's not an honest mistake. That's not an honest mistake. That was planned. That was premeditated. That was coordinated. Don't tell them to, you know, go to the gym. We're closing the gyms. Uh, what about McDonald's? Oh, you can't close McDonald's. They protected these multinational corporations and they crushed these small businesses and they told people to do things that hurt them, that in many cases may have killed them. But I'm torn between and I'm gloating because we were right or being just flat out pissed off at the idea that, that these people were steering you down the right path. I mean, there are still people. What's her face? Nicole Wallace still says she's part of the Fauci cult and she does whatever he says. And I'm going, after two years of him lying you want to put to yourself you, and your family at risk by do you following have Fauci? Any, I, do you have any pride? I realize, you know, Fauci helped you defeat Trump and you're always going to be indebted to Trump, Fauci for that. They will always appreciate what he did. But when you look back at the advice he's given, the orders he's given, the direction he's sent this country, it's one of the great scandals of all time, which I guess we can get to. I'm going to quickly run down the list and then we can do, we can do whichever one you want. All right. Here's just a quick list of the collapse of the narrative, a quick rundown of the collapse of the narrative. Cloth masks work. I don't know when we're going to finally be done with this because I'm going to wear one at the gym today yeah. because rules are rules. Cloth, I mean, I've mentioned Leanna, Lena, went, ran that crazy doctor at CNN. 
she says, let's, let's finally admit cloth masks do nothing yep. to stop the virus. I think we're going to look back and say, we spent two years masked up for what? For, for, for looks, for virtue signaling? Uh, I mentioned this Harvard professor, his name is Joseph Allen, tweeting out this morning. He writes, eight degrees in Boston, no outdoor activities at school. My nine-year-old says, so no mask breaks today? That's worse than freezing. Don't tell me two years of masking doesn't impact kids. Their risk is low. Vaccines available for all adults and kids. Anyone who wants can mask. It's time. So I guarantee you this Harvard professor, and he looks like you know a typical Harvard professor, uh, was all in on the mask theater for a year, year and a half. But people, parents, are just fed up. You can see, you can feel it. They're, they're, they're so sick of forcing this on their children, knowing, knowing it was doing nothing. And even if they got COVID, they're little kids. They, it doesn't affect them. Smart people yeah. don't like to be lied to. I mean, even if they're super lefty woke liberals, at some point they realize they're being lied to. They don't like that. And that they come back strong. So I don't know. And, I don't know this guy. I don't know what his political persuasion is, but this is going to start happening all over the left. And think about it. You, 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 if you were in on the, the, the idea that we had to defeat Trump, there was a lot of people that just, whatever, if we could blame Trump, make Trump look bad, Trump, 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 Trump's gone. Trump's gone for a year, a year. I realized that Biden's still obsessed with him. I mean, he's still making speeches about Trump and, and, and Jen Psaki still talking about Trump because I assume their polling shows that that's what, that's what brings their people together. They all yeah. hate Trump. Yep. But Trump has nothing to do with this right now. Trump was wrong. Trump was foolish for not firing Fauci day one. That was his mistake. He totally. has to live with it forever. But I, we'd moved on. If you put if you put the fact that Fauci helped you beat Trump, put that aside and just listen to this 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 awful man. I mean, he's an awful awful man. He does not care about kids, and I joke about him not caring about dogs either. Uh, he likes killing beagles. That tells me a lot about the guy. But he never ever talks about the well-being of your child and we've gone over this statistic many times visits to i'm gonna i'm gonna do this every day i'm gonna do it every day visits to emergency rooms last year among girls gotta get the age again 12 to 18 i believe were up 51 percent kids are hurting themselves they're killing themselves they're in depression they're in therapy they're on drugs they're on on, on meds they're messed up really messed up because of these ridiculous draconian measures foisted upon them by the likes of Fauci and Biden and company. And at some point, you're right, at some point you have to say, I know we're on the same team politically, but these people are hurting my children. Here's a new BBC uh, a report from the BBC. I'm getting this from Tom Elliott this morning. Just tweeted it out. BBC says, government study finds schools mandating masks had no statistical benefit. Quote, 95, 94% of school leaders and teachers say masks made communication between teachers and pupils more difficult. Some 80% of pupils said it made communication harder. So masks are making learning harder, as we know, making socializing harder, and make no difference medically. They're worthless. They're theater. And today, you can't go into a gym in Boston without one. You can't go to a Celtics game or a Bruins game in New York. Same thing. Uh, you know, I realized the problem, you know, most of the red states that are thriving have done away with this nonsense long ago. Yep. But at some point, and you hear people like Mayor Wu in Boston or, or Eric Adams, and they talk about, and they, and they go, they fall back on these 
antiquated, outdated talking points. But, oh, it's, you know, like Biden would say, it's, it's a small thing to help save lives. And you go, what lives? What lives are you talking about? Stop with the politics. It's not saving lives. It's hurting kids. Number two, this yeah. one was silly. We just debunked years ago, the, uh, months ago. The six feet social distancing. Oh, God. Remember? Remember it was three feet. Arrows, on six a, feet. And, uh, arrows on the floor of every department store. Arrows on the floor. Little stickers are still on some floors and grocery stores. That was debunked. They came, it came from a, uh, um, a recommendation that was 100 years old. I believe it was from the Spanish flu or some other epidemic 100 years ago. Some doctor came up with the number six feet and they went with it. No basis in science at all. Just completely made up. But you can't, even now, you can't go to a testing site without standing six feet apart from other people in line again um but oh by the way the the um the origin of the the uh the virus yeah you remember we spent weeks joking about pangolins pangolins eating pangolins it was those people at the uh wet market in china who were eating you know rare animals it was right. all their fault they were mocked ridiculed it became a deal where if you mocked them you you know we're racist if you talked about sure. how chinese people eat dogs and eat eat bats and eat whatever pangolins no most of us didn't know what one was we had to look it up and there they eat that no wonder we have a disease no wonder and then people would tweet new rule you know you can't eat pangolins that kind of stuff that went by the wayside we learned it was uh, created escape from a lab we learned dr fauci used our taxpayers money to fund the research that started this whole thing somehow and he lied about it under oath and he survived that's that's going to be a miracle forever that we kept the guy on who literally financed the virus he didn't lie just changed the uh, definition of gain of function that's good yeah lie. good point which which if you listen to it now and we can get to that uh, project veritas and then the other two things the weight loss yeah. where we never mentioned losing weight now we know 80 percent of people under 70 i believe it is under 70 who are hospitalized are obese it is a killer obesity is a killer and, and i realize if you know if that moment you're infected there's not much you can do but we're on to two years so a year ago if there was a real push from the federal government from the public health officials to lose weight to trim if they came on the camera like daily like fauci does what Walensky does and says, whatever I do, here's, you know, here's our health tips, a diet, call a dietitian, go to the gym, take a walk, stop, cut your carbs. If we really emphasize that, are you telling me that people wouldn't have survived who are otherwise, you know, lost to this virus? Probably. I mean, that if they messaged as strong as they do with the, the masking messaging that they're doing through the CDC and, and, or through, and, you know, through and the Biden final, not the final, but the next one on my list, vaccines work. And, and, Here's, you want to see, and, and, and you mentioned, you know, social media and people being aware. There's nothing funnier than when they're calling out people now, and you can see it now. There's all these compilations of, uh, you know, Walensky and Fauci and Biden and Bill Gates and, yeah. and saying, vaccines stop the virus. There's the a great one of Rachel Maddow the sheep, the sheep saying, one. vaccines stop the spread. If you get vaccinated and Biden says this, you won't get sick. You won't die. Just do it. That was all wrong. Now, I realize politicians are particularly dummies like, like Biden didn't know any better. He just said, oh, vaccines, they work. That turned out to be untrue. And the, and the reason, the biggest reason the tide is turning now, Corona, the biggest reason you can feel people waking up is because 
they're sticking to these mandates. They're still kicking people out of the military. They're still requiring vax cards to go to a restaurant or go yep. to a gym in these blue st- blue states, blue cities. And as you and I talked about yesterday and we tweeted about was if vaccines don't stop the spread, if they if you could still get it and spread it, then what's the point of a mandate? It's it's you could say as Saki did yesterday, oh it you, it's it lessens the uh, symptoms, it keeps you from going to the hospital, and that's probably true. And in fact, I'm sure it's true. But what does that have to do with the mandate? Doesn't it? the mandate wasn't put into place to keep people from getting severely ill. It was put into place to keep you from spreading the virus. Will you spread the virus whether you're vaccinated or not? So the whole case for mandates falls apart and they still have them. The last we're gasp. still going to impose one in four days in Boston. We're going to impose a vaccine yep. that will crush restaurants and bars the, and businesses. The last gas, even though it's, even though it's, it was designed, developed on false pretenses. It doesn't do anything to stop the spread. Their only retort now, their only explanation now is they could say, well, if the vaccine keeps you from getting or being more symptomatic or getting COVID worse, then it keeps you out of the hospital. So it keeps our hospital resources down. But I mean, that's the last little thing that they could, they could maybe hold on to with the, with the, but the, but the mandate, but now we're seeing that it's not overtaxing the medical, the, the medical care system. It's amazing thing too. And I think this is probably the funniest one is that people said, and I forget the number. And so, uh, a certain percentage, a large percentage is like 50% of the people in the hospital with, um, with Omicron have no symptoms. Yes. So people are testing positive going to the hospital right? and they have no symptoms. You know, who's the fault, you know, whose fault that is them, those people, and also the media for trying to scare them. But can you imagine testing positive for Omicron, not feeling sick or even feeling whatever, a little head cold, it's the middle of winter. And going to the hospital? No. no. <laughs> there is an epidemic, and it's not the Omicron. It's this neuroses, these neurotic, insecure, insane people who are waiting three hours for tests to see if they're sick. And then if they find out they're sick and don't feel sick, they go into the hospital. <laughs> what 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 you know, why not just go home? Why not just lay in bed and drink some soup and watch TV. Why, why would you go to the hospital? It doesn't kill you. You're not going to die from Omicron. But anyway, that's another thing, another unfortunate you know, side effect of, of Omicron, of, of, of coronavirus. It's driven people insane. Or if, in the worst case scenario, I would call, if I were worried, I'd call my doctor, email my doctor and say, hey, these are my symptoms. This is where I'm at. When would be a good sign that I should actually seek medical care? Where you know, so I go to the hospital, and they would they would tell me like, okay, well, if you have a lot of shortness of breath or whatever, like maybe that's the first thing you do. But but then we also know the incentive structure too that hospitals get more money if they treat COVID patients. Yeah, we've so gone over that. That's, that's, that's amazing, and they get a lot more money if someone dies <laughs> of COVID. But the narrative again is falling apart, and here's here's how you know is because Walensky total political hack who refused to criticize Sonia Sotomayor um, admitted over the weekend um, that, and here's, here's the numbers of the COVID deaths, 75% of the COVID deaths, 75% of the people who died of COVID with COVID, whatever you want to call it, had at least four comorbidities. When you go to three comorbidities, that number goes to 94%. So 94% of the people dying 
I have at least three other conditions that we're, we're going to kill them. These are people, and I remember doing this. I swear to God, it has right. It was March 2020. There was a, a, a statistic. I don't know how, how they figured it out, but the people dying of COVID, something like 90% of them were not expected to last the year. They were all terminal, and they were a large percent. I, I tell this. I don't even know if I've done it on the show, but I um. My mother was in a nursing home. I don't know if you've ever been in the chronic ward of a nursing home, but it's it's about the saddest place in the world. You go up to the second floor, you got to get buzzed in because they don't want people making a break for it. But And during the day, they just line them up in the hallway. There'd be literally 40, 45 people lined up in wheelchairs or in chairs, mostly in wheelchairs because they're just racked with comorbidities. And none of them know where they are. None of them know who they are. It's the saddest friggin' thing in the world. I used to be there all the time, and yeah. it was hard. But these people, are they're not living. They're not living. A hundred years ago, people like this didn't live. They weren't alive. They, they just keep them alive. Their mental faculties are gone. Their physical faculties are gone. They can't walk. They can't feed themselves. They can't bathe themselves. They're in diapers. It's awful. It is an awful, awful place. I wish everyone could spend a day there because you might, you know, appreciate things a little more. I know it, it, I was there all the time and it absolutely, you know, killed me. Those are the people, those were the people dying. People that have four comorbidities, five comorbidities, people who weren't really living. Those weren't the only people. God knows when some healthy young person or some, uh, you know, Herman Cain or someone like that died, the media loved it. They ran with it, they celebrated it, said, yes. look, you know, it's killing kids. So they'll tweet out that one kid who dies in America, you know, every, every, whatever, a couple of weeks and say, see, it's killing kids. Well, so is the flu, you know, so is lightning strikes, you know, it, there's, uh, healthy people do die. It does healthy happen. People die, yes. but the people who are dying, how about this one? Two thirds, that'd be 60. Yeah. Scott Atlas said this last night, Scott Atlas, who, by the way, you want to talk about vindicated is a guy who's been vindicated. He talks about, Trump brought him into the team, the COVID team. Yeah. And he brought data and he said Fauci and Burks had no interest in looking at the data. They did not care. They were just political hacks. He said two thirds of the people dying from COVID have six or more comorbidities. These are people dying with COVID, not from COVID. Two years into the pandemic, finally, the CDC, you know, the Center for Disease Control, our public health officials are finally telling us the truth. It's amazing. Amazing it's taken this long. It's a scandal. Uh, if you missed it, we got a couple of breaking scandals. Project Veritas has documents proving that uh, Fauci lied yet again about funding the gain-of-function research. The guy is an inveterate liar. The guy is a criminal. It's it's uh, and if you if you have any interest at all, Google it. I'm sure I'm sure Twitter's already taken it down. You probably can't find it on Twitter. Google it. Hopefully you can find it. They have a report that is devastating to Fauci. And uh, and you won't, I mean, you won't look at him the same. I, I know I'm speaking to the choir. Most people know what a snake he is at this point. But this guy, history is not going to look back kindly no way. No. On, on Dr. Anthony Fauci. But I think the fun part is watching the narrative fall apart. When you say with the media, because the media... Again, much of the media, people like us have been saying these things for, for, for two years, honest to God. 
talking about, you know, weight loss and six feet social distancing and masks and everything else. People like Jake Tapper and Chris Hayes are on board now. That's how you know the Democrats are in trouble because because they're, uh, they're people in the media. These Democrat operatives with press passes are coming around. And I think it was uh, amazing watching fake Jake Tapper, who does you know, spends most of his time carrying water for the Democrats, finally, finally realized that uh, this thing uh, thinks ain't it's not exactly what he thought it was. I'd like to play that Tapper sound, but before we do, maybe we can uh, hit uh, my pillow in the long game. Let's do my pillow in the long game, and then we'll let you hear from fake Jake Tapper and uh, a few other things on this frigid Tuesday. How's your, how's your uh, wind chill now? What's your wind chill now? Is it warming up, heating up? I doubt it. I mean, it still looks like I know the high the 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 forecast today is negative seventeen. It looks like it, it is. is <laughs> it look well negative seventeen wind chill. It looks like now it's three degrees outside. I think it's kind of cold. And the Boston school kids are bummed out. They can't go outside because that was their only chance to take the mask off and breathe free. That that tells you all you need to know. But uh, first, let me tell you about my pillow. Today's show is sponsored by my pillow. Go to mypillow.com. And use code word Jerry for huge discounts. For example, the standard my pillow, it's normally $69.98. Now it's only $19.98 with code word Jerry. My pillow's made in the USA, comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. It's machine washable and dryable. It's the most comfortable pillow you will ever sleep on. You get it now. You can support us and you can fight back against cancel culture like us. Mike Lindell, the CEO, is constantly under attack from the canceled culture mob by purchasing from my pillow. Not only are you helping us out, but you're helping him. I want all of us in the fight against these canceled culture mobsters. MyPillow is not in the big box store, so you get factory direct pricing if you order from MyPillow.com using code word Jerry. You get the Giza sheets. You buy one, you get one free. Half off a slipper, six-piece towel sets, regular $109.99, now $39.99 with code word Jerry. It's over 150 products. Just go to MyPillow.com and use the promo code Jerry. All right, there's a brand new sports podcast called The Long Game with LZ and Leach. It explores how the events of the field collide with the moments in politics, business, and culture that happen off the field. Hosts LZ Granison and Will Leach dig into vaccine hesitation, online betting, and all the wonderful isms and phobias we've come to know and love and hate. You can listen to the new episodes of Long Game with LZ and Leach every Wednesday on therecount.com or on your preferred podcast platform all right what do we got we got fake jake tapper with whom uh with gupta with gupta dr gupta another one of these phony fraud tv doctors who was who was not telling you the truth from day one it was just another political hack but hey you know i don't you know prejudge him this is dr gupta with fake jake tapper so the hospitals are still stretched thin because of this so i'm not trying to take away from that but if 40 percent in some hospitals 40 percent of the people who have covid don't necessarily have problematic COVID. They're there because they got in a car accident. They get, they're there because, right. um, you know, they, they bump their head. And they're being included as in the hospital with COVID. That number seems kind of misleading. Yeah, I agree, Jake. It surprises me that they have not been able to parse out that data more carefully. I think the data that uh, uh, Dr. Olensky is quoting is from New York State, and we've been following that data as well. And I can show you what we've seen, uh, sort of sort of tracks with what she said. But out of all the patients that are in the hospital, about 57 percent, these are COVID patients, admitted because of or complications from COVID 
43% admitted for other reasons and then diagnosed with COVID. That's, that's amazing. 40, he admits after two years that 43%, almost half, are in the hospital for other reasons. They test them. They find out they're COVID positive. They get $3,000 from the federal that's government. Amazing. That, that, there are so many there, scandals they must here. Be, hospitals must be so excited right now because Omicron is so spreadable and everybody's right. got it. They're True. like cashing in, cha-ching. It's a pretty right. Everyone, check guy, you know, sprained his ankle, boom. That's three grand for us. Yeah. It, it's, there are so many scandals here. And, you know, did you see yesterday the Pfizer CEO said, you know, you might need, what do you say, the first two doses don't do much to, to help <laughs> you. You need the third. Of course, Pfizer. That's it's January the fourth will come by April, and then by the end of summer, you'll be on your fifth. Pfizer, all, you know, making more billionaires. That's what we're doing, making more Pfizer billionaires. A um, uh, couple other things. A couple other things. We got the, uh, I want to get to this LA Times columnist because here's, what's, here's what these authoritarians on the left are going to do. They're going to lash out, even, they're going to double down on the unvaccinated. And we have that sound for Peter Ducey, Peter Ducey asking Jen Psaki about this because how can it be a how can it still be a pandemic of the unvaccinated? It could be one of the most dishonest, disingenuous things that Biden says these days because he still talks about it's unvaccinated. I don't think that he's going to be saying that anymore. I think that that think was last week. Out. Yeah, I think that was last week. I think this week. I think they know that that is a that their strategy is is going to lose them elections, and so they are pivoting rapidly. Yeah, I think they look at the polls and they go, holy crap, we're getting wiped out in, in, in November. Parents you know, are, are sick of their kids being gagged with masks. And When you lose you the know, Harvard forced, professors, it's over. When you lose Tapper, it's over. You lose Tapper and you lose Harvard guy, Boston, Harvard, Cambridge guy. Right. Uh, you're in trouble. But uh, do we have Saki with um, Ducey? We'll do that and then we'll do this L.A. Times guy who's enjoying watching unvaxxed people to croak. He's going to be thrilled when you and Turtle Boy, you know, get definitely ill. Yeah. Here it is. You're talking about, though, require people to go somewhere and either make an appointment or wait in line. The CDC's guidance is if you think you have COVID, you're supposed to stay home. You guys said you were going to mail free tests to people that need them. The president's there on television talking about a winter of severe illness and death. While he's saying that publicly, why weren't you guys doing more to prepare for the winter. Well, Peter, everyone decides where they're going to go get a test. And uh, we, we make a range of options available. You can also purchase tests online. Later today, we'll have more details on how 150 million Americans who have health insurance can get reimbursed for tests. So we'll have more details on that later. The 500 million tests I noted, and I give you a little bit of an update on the timeline. We'll have more on the website later this week. So our, our steps and our process from the beginning has been expanding access to free tests to make it easy and more accessible for Americans. And we're going to continue to build on what we've done today. He's the only guy. It's the only, he is the Washington press corps. I said this before, before the show, but, but the question is always way better than the responses. I mean, it's a great question. You just told everybody right before Christmas that this was going to be a season of death for the unvaccinated. <laughs> so why don't you do more to prepare for that? There's a great they're question. Uh, you know, that's what they're doing now is they realize their narrative's falling apart completely, but there are still unvaccinated people dying. And if they're, you know, they can make the case that they, if they just listen to the science, if they listen to us, they wouldn't be dead. Here's the headline from the LA Times column from Michael Hilzik, a Pulitzer Prize winning journalist, which means nothing. 
just means he's a political hack who uh, you know, carries the water for the administration and uh, his, his peers love him. So he gets a Pulitzer Prize. And I just read the column. Believe me, he ain't, he ain't so great. No. The headline is mocking anti-vaxxers deaths is ghoulish. Yes, but necessary. And he writes about this local public official named Kelly Earnby, deputy district attorney in Orange County, California, who died of, from COVID, died of complications from the virus last week. And she's young and she's you know, pretty blonde and he's got a picture of her smiling. She's dead and he's happy. And he writes, on the one hand, a hallmark of civilized thought is the sense that every life is precious. On the other hand, those who have deliberately flouted sober medical advice by refusing a vaccine known to reduce the risk of a serious disease from the virus, including the risk of others, and end up in the hospital or the grave can be viewed as receiving their just desserts. This is this is a young woman, I believe, with a family. Uh, get her age here. She's she's young, fairly young. She dies, and uh, you know, days later, this guy's saying she got her just desserts. And I would ask, I mean, the obvious question: Does he say that about smokers? Does he say that about drug addicts? Does he say that about oh, fat they, people? They can't help themselves. I mean, <laughs> fat you know, fat people. That's the number one comorbidity, obesity. That's top of the list. So. Your frat friends who die or, uh, you know, I don't know, uh, give me a, a celebrity who uh, who has died of, of uh, oh, whatever. John OD. Candy is, uh, is, is right, John uh, Candy, of, Chris Farley. Farley. Of, you know, did you say that about uh, any celebrity? Philip Seymour Hoffman, did he get his just desserts? Can you imagine saying that? And I would say that's doing heroin's a little more reckless than not getting vaccinated, particularly if you, uh, you know, have your reasons, religious reasons, or but would you ever say that about a someone who died from uh, you know whatever ODing or smoking or whatever and and whatever living recklessly they died? And you say, well, he got his just desserts. Only if it's Fauci. But uh, Earnby was forty six years old, by the way. Forty six. So the problem with this article, not the heart, this article is absolutely heartless. Like the the way that it ends is is complete bullshit. This guy is a complete asshole. But he's also conflating the argument. She was against vaccine mandates. Right. That's what she was standing up. And, and, and he completely dismisses that argument. Oh, we've had mandates over time. Yes, that doesn't make them good. Just because they're there doesn't make them good. She was standing up against them because it's because it infringes on our freedom, our personal freedom right. of what we put in our body. That's just one way they changed the narrative. It became, uh, you know... If you're against mandates, which any normal, reasonable person is, you want to kick people out of the military, these well-trained Marines, 20 years old, healthy, young, fit, kick them out. Why? To stop the spread? That doesn't stop the spread. It just, it's insane. Anybody who's for the mandates now is just you know, stubborn or stupid. I mean, you can be like like me you can be vaccinated and anti-mandate like most reasonable people exactly but yes I, all right we gotta we gotta move quick i i these there's just so many there's just so many ways this friggin this narrative has fallen apart i don't think we have time oh by the way i don't have time to get into this either fauci this is another small report. I'll just give you the headline. Yeah. Fauci's NIAID, Fauci's outfit, spent more than two hundred and five thousand to give monkeys transgender hormones. They said transgender women were uh, were getting uh, HIV in uh, big numbers, like uh, unusual numbers. And they wanted to know why. So they spent $200,000 giving monkeys transgender hormones to study it. 
Well, PETA and the Blaze are on the same side on this one. So. I know. <laughs> this guy's sick. He is sick. They per they spent a million dollars last year or whatever, a couple of years ago of your taxpayer's money on beagles from a beagle breeder to torture and kill them. And I'm I'm with you. I'm with PETA. PETA. I'm with PETA all the way. <laughs> yeah, go get him. This guy is a sick. I mean, you can do that. As we know, when young kids torture animals, they grow up to be, you know, serial killers or heads of uh, public health. And, and, and they grow up to be the highest paid public employee in the United States at 81. He, pro he probably tortured the neighbor's cat when he was a kid. But anyway, we'll move on from Fauci. I got to get to Jesse Waters gets the 7 p.m. slot yeah. on Fox. Congratulations. That's bad news for liberals because he's young, he's healthy. I think he's going to be around for like the next 20 years. He's going to be a dominant guy. The five at five o'clock is kicking ass in the ratings. This is a really uh, attractive slot. 7 p.m. leading into Tucker. He's going to get big numbers. He's going to get big. He's going to have a big uh, influence. And this, as I forget which one of the CNN guys, it might have been Steltler or one of those guys tweeted that this is just a couple weeks after. Fauci called for him to be fired on the spot because he encouraged people to ask Fauci tough questions yeah. and Fauci doesn't like that. So Fauci said they should fire him on the spot. They didn't fire him. They promoted him. So it's been a tough few days for flip-flop Fauci. Congratulations to uh, Jesse Waters. He'll I was rooting for Will Kane because I'm a, I like Will Kane, but uh, Jesse Waters will be good. And he got, he had huge numbers on the Saturday show. Um, I do think though, I love the five. I watch the five. I miss I miss uh, Juan Williams. They need a they need an asshole liberal. They they have this guy Harold Ford. They have Geraldo, who's a dummy. They need some feisty you know guy to fight with on liberal. They need that's what they need. To, uh, but they're not going to do it because their numbers are so good. All right, yep. let's go to uh, you explaining Alec Ball. Well, let's do Shay. Can I do Shay here? Yeah, sure. Then you're going to explain to me this Alec Baldwin video which I think he's setting up for an insanity defense because I can't make, doesn't make any sense any other way, but let's talk to and then you can uh, enlighten me on what this friggin' video means that Alec Baldwin made in his car the other day. I would have been telling you about Shea Concrete for a long, long time. Today we're sitting with the man who makes it all work, the man in charge of the whole place, my brother-in-law, Greg. Hey, Greg, seems like business is booming at Shea Concrete. We're cranking that out, Jerry. Well, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm just wondering, what's holding you back these days? We could use some good help. You need people? We need people. How many people do you need? At least 20 people. 20? Well, what kind of people? We have positions driving trucks, working in the production plants, estimating engineers, all kinds. Do you need any podcasters? <laughs> you know, we do have the precast podcast. Well, I, I think it seems like a great place to work, as I tell people. It's a family atmosphere. You guys are good to your people. There's a great gym here at the headquarters. Uh, what's holding you back? Why can't you find people? Besides being to work on time, you have to pass the drug test. Ooh, <laughs> you have to pass a drug test. That's all it takes. All right, if people want to uh, come see you, they want to talk, what do they have to do? Bunch of ways. They can, if they want to be a team member, they can go to shakeconcrete.com, fill out an application. They can come to our, any of our offices. We got four locations. They can call me up directly. They can email jobs at shakeconcrete.com. And you'll give them a hat? And you'll we'll give them a hat. Hats. Yep. All right, sounds good. Shakeconcrete.com. I saw a really cool, uh, nice cafeteria here. Can we go have lunch? Oh, absolutely. We got empanadas and chicken. <laughs> Excellent. I don't know what they are, but I'm going to go have an empanada. 
right, if you haven't seen it, Baldwin's sitting in his car. He's got the camera on the, you know, the little the dash, the little weather tech thing. Yep. Got the camera. I think this was an Instagram post, correct? It was. He he's done a string of them. Uh, Instagram post where he talks, and he keeps saying the only way to commemorate the death of Elena Hushins. You don't commemorate her death. You commemorate her life, you idiot. But anyway, he, he's, you know, only way to commemorate is get to the truth. Get to the truth. He's insisting, you know, there's a big mystery here. You aimed the gun at her and shot her. Anyway, he goes through it. It's kind of done. I don't know if you want to play it. I have it. it. I've got the video here. It's got the audio if you want to listen to it. Right, let's play it, and then I will explain. Well, I'll, I'll set it up. At the end, he holds up a Splenda packet and, like, waves it at the camera, and it's just so weird. I don't get it. The only way we can. Sorry, hold on. The death of Helena Hutchins is to find out the truth. That's what I'm working toward, insisting on, demanding um, that the organizations involved in this investigation uh, do everything in their power, everything in their power to find out what really happened. That's all that matters. <laughs> really happened. The best way to honor the death of Helena Hutchins is to find out the truth. And um, any suggestion that we're not complying, myself and uh, any lawyers I'm working with or what have you, is a lie. That's a lie. We're gonna, as, as soon as we go through this process, then by all means we will comply. But, um, <clears throat> but I have no worries about that. I have no worries about that. That's all we're gonna work itself out, regardless of what they say in these right wing rag sheets and people who are all about hate um but setting aside all the the hate setting aside all the january 6th of it all there it is all right i give up i've seen it a couple times is something written written on the splendor packet yeah there's a there is a, a doodle it's a person on the side um, and uh, a little message of inspiration. And so his tall tale is that when he was visiting someone, um, he went to a coffee shop, I don't know, a few days ago. And as he was leaving, um, I think a waiter or waitress handed him a Splendid oh. packet with a message of support that he, that he said he lost, but then was fortuitously found by his buddy's daughter and returned to him. I mean, it's just, it's <laughs> where just, did you hear that? When did you tell on that? Reddit, sometimes you go on Reddit to find shit out, but, <laughs> but this is like, this is insane to find out what happened. You pulled the trigger. You pulled find out what happened. Oh, we want to get to the truth, the truth. You can't, uh, I, be I like, will say, I will say it'd be wild if it was a setup and someone hated him and wanted to frame him and put a real bullet in there. Kind of, that would be, that'd be better than the, you know, the movie, I'm sure better than the, the, the movie which probably never be made but uh that was a bizarre thing i'll say it again nobody looks more like a like a drunk no sober person looks more like a drunk than alec baldwin he looks old and just washed up and i mean i i'm sure it's taking a toll on him but it's always about him you know it's always oh, about it me and me me the thing is, like he's the villain in this story he's like oh we're gonna protect her legacy we're gonna find out the truth it's like no you are her villain you killed her at the very least, this is self-serving. If you're his, you must be. If you're his legal team, you must be infuriated. I know. He him. can't help himself. He has to do these things because he talks about right-wing whatever, websites or right-wing uh, hate. January like, 6th-ness of it all. <laughs> right. And, you know, it's getting to him. He can't stand 
he can't stay off that stuff. He pays attention to it and he can't stand being blamed for this. And I'll say again, if Kim Potter's going to prison for, you know, 10 years or more, this guy belongs in prison. It was an accident, just like hers. She, she, it's an accident. I mean, Helena Hutchins is more innocent than Dante Wright was. He was trying to run away from the cops. They were trying to tase him justifiably. Hey, Helena Hutchins was just doing her job. But that'll be wild if, if Baldwin goes to trial and ends up going to prison, won't it be? He should be charged, uh, definitely. I don't know what will happen from there, but he, sh he should have been charged. Yes, he should be charged. He was, he was negligent. Just like George Clooney said, you always check the gun. He didn't check the gun. He shot her. He killed her. Yeah. All right. We will leave it there, Carano. Um, we'll just uh, you know keep track of all these narratives and see which ones fall apart. Again, I think people are, uh, including Republicans in the Congress, are again taking an interest in Fauci's lies and new interests. It's not just Rand Paul. I think they're going to get Fauci before the Congress or before the Senate again and get him to lie some more under oath. I, I don't think it's going to end well for Fauci, even though he's there to help Biden and even though the, the media loves him. It's falling apart pretty damn quickly on flip-flop Fouch. And uh, there's documents, there's evidence that he lied about uh, funding gain-of-function research. So I'm going to enjoy that. There's no football tonight, but I'll just watch the narrative completely fall apart. Look forward to this weekend. Lots of great games this weekend. By the way, if the Patriots were playing at home, they'd be playing Saturday when it's going to be below zero. Yeah. They're in Buffalo, where it's not even going to be as cold as it is in New England. That doesn't sound like fun. I'll be looking forward to sitting and watching that with a fire on and a TV on and, you know, a cold drink. But anyway, thanks for watching, for listening. Thanks for commenting. Good job, Carano. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is The Callahan Show, and we will do it again tomorrow.